What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yadlon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. What's going on, Sam Panich? Hey, Parker. Happy Fortitude and 15 to you, brother. I feel like you say that every week. What if it was like... Unhappy Fortitude and 15 to you. Yeah. Miserable Fortitude and 15. Top of the morning to you. But it's not. It's not a miserable or unhappy Fortitude and 15. It is another Fortitude and 15. It is December 16th. 2021 and we are rocking and rolling with elevation nation i'm sure you're really pumped for the holidays yeah this episode's gonna be fire i don't think uh, i just, I just a little lighter see what you did nice very fire. very so today we're gonna talk a little bit about a topic that i feel like we both deal with on a daily basis being or thinking of ourselves as a chronic overachiever. So I'm going to read something to Elevation Nation now, which was adapted from How to Dial It Back When You're an Overachiever by Dina Smith. She wrote an article about it. Um, Shout out Dina. Dina, yes. She wrote it in the Harvard Business Review. So I'm going to read a little snippet from it for you all. Story time with Parker. Exactly. So I'm going to read it again, the title. Are you a chronic overachiever? It's good to be ambitious in your career, but a relentless drive to achieve can lead to burnout. We know that, Sam, right? Hurt your relationships, moves over to your personal life, and create an unhealthy work-life imbalance. So how can you dial back your over in, overachieving instincts? Start with these steps. These are not Sam and Mai's tips. This is Dina Smith's tip. <laughs> She's a Sam. These are Dina Smith's tips. Um, and here's three of them. Do some self-reflection. Hmm, Sam, does that sound interesting? I feel like we talk about that a lot. Self-awareness is so maybe, critical. Maybe that's just a pillar of mental fortitude, Parker. But okay, Dina, continue. When did your pattern of overachievement begin? Was it through high performance in school or sports or underperformance in Sam's regard on the basketball team? Be honest with yourself about how your identity and self-worth got hooked on achieving. Those insights will help you begin the process of undoing what is likely decades of programming. Sam, I feel like in an exercise with uh, our mental fortitude uh, workbook, don't we go back in time a lot uh, for one of our exercises to really understand ourselves at a deeper level? It's so interesting she said that. Yeah, it is interesting. I also was not a failure in basketball. So I'd like you to walk back that comment, you asshole. So Sam has no self-awareness, continue. but he never got on the court. <laughs> so we're going to continue. Challenge your assumptions. Ask yourself, what might happen if I were to take my foot off the gas? Well, probably the car would stop. Just kidding. Am I afraid of failing, looking incompetent, letting people down? Our fears are typically based on faulty assumptions and left unexamined. These assumptions keep us stuck in old patterns. What fears do you have, Parker, when it comes to achievement? 
I know I have a ton. I don't know. I feel like I set my expectations way too high for myself in a lot of things. And sometimes that comes with just like this fear that I can't grasp that I'm never going to be able to achieve those goals or the fear that I'm going to achieve it. And then I'm going to be like, okay, what next? And like, where is the gratification? Like, I feel that pretty often. And I feel like over the last year, I've definitely become more cognizant of that and taking a step back and using that self-awareness aspect to challenge those assumptions of that I have about you know my fear of never being able to achieve my expectations. What about you? Yeah, man. I think there's a lot to unpack in what you just said. I think some of, some of those are, are consistent with, with me. Um, I feel like there's this unwritten legacy that I need to achieve that I'm scared to not meet. And I'm also deathly afraid of regret. That scares me a lot. Like looking back on my life and being like, damn, if only I continued yeah. with the Elevation Nation podcast or quit the Elevation Nation podcast or moved to Europe, then what if? Which is not the right way to think. I recognize if you're a therapist, Marissa Robinson, listening to this, probably like wow that's effed up yeah it is but you know we're just being honest here so if you have similar feelings that's okay you can come hang out with me and parker at elevation nation i think what's one one thing that i like think about is like what if i just took the pedal off the gas or the foot off the gas sorry like we've been moving so fast with elevation nation two episodes a week you know we're talking with all these people we have our full-time jobs. We're navigating, you know, our personal lives with our girlfriends and our cities and trying to be financially stable while also enjoying time and making time for family. There's just so much. And I always think like what if I just took a step back and maybe didn't push as hard? Would I be happier? Would I be unfulfilled? And I think there's that fear that if I did take the pedal off the metal, I wouldn't get that fulfillment as I would have thought I would have gotten. I know that's true with me. I get really bored if I'm not working on something all the time. There are only so many video games I can play. Although right now, Matt and I are playing a copious amounts of Fortnite, I will admit. Um, but I can only do that so much before I feel like I'm melting into the couch and becoming a slug. So I always need a project to be working on or I go clinically insane. Yeah, and it's not like a project that like is making you money. It's just something that you are inspired by, right? And it's keeping you going and you know driving forward for a, a, a mission that you're trying to achieve. Um, so I think it's not a bad thing. It's just an interesting thing. So back to uh, the point two, continue to challenge your assumptions. Ask yourself, sit down and ask yourself some deep questions about what you're assuming in your life. Because in reality, how often are your assumptions always true? And lastly, Dina writes about redefining what success means to you. So take a holistic view. Life isn't just about professional accomplishments. What else do you want in terms of your health and well-being, family, social life, and community? Oh my God, those are all buckets, Sam, that like we talk about. You choose one small and simple action that will move you toward this broader definition 
of success. So I think as a young adult and someone in their 20s, we really do take a lot of success away from our our professional accomplishments, our job. And I think it's a challenge at times because we need to go out and search where those items of success are in other aspects of our life. Yeah. I think societal expectations bestow upon us what success looks like. And this isn't a new trend, right? This goes back predated to the American dream, right? Success looked like a white picket fence, a house, a wife, and two and a half kids. That's what you assume. And a dog. That's what you assume. Well, no, I think that's what's painted in the media. That's what... Portrayed in the media, yes. And marketing and and all that, yeah. That's the concept of a stereotypical American dream shown in movies and TV shows from like the 50s and 60s, right? So there's always been a societal expectation of, quote unquote, what success looked like. But now, success can shift in other ways. Do you want freedom? Do you want more time? Do you want growth? Do you want to scratch that curiosity that you have to learn? I know for me that I want a diverse life. I want cool art experiences, music, culinary physical, mental, travel the world. If I can get a little taste of all that in different ways, I think I will have a successful life. But that's just me. And also practicing what you preach is hard too. So I know I say that, but am I really doing anything about it? Kind of. I think success is so, you have to define what it looks like for you. It's not this like objective thing. It's like, it's not written anywhere on, hey, this is what success is and you either have it or you don't. You need to define it for yourself. And I also think it changes over time. How do you define it when it's so nebulous? You write down, you think about what, what how do you define, like, is there a metric tied to it or? It's up to you. I think it's like, it's, you got to understand what you value in your life. Listen, the person who values money over, let's say, relationships wouldn't find success in being able to talk to one new person every day. They'd find success in being able to make $500 every day or whatever they deem it is. Where you flip that is the, the person who does value relationships get so much more gratification out of meeting one person a day rather than just making money. And like that is something that's so interesting because for the person, and I'm not saying either way is one way or better or the worse, but like the person who can, who values something that they can control and they can do, like making sure that they're in tune with their relationships, staying in touch, like that's a choice. Making money ain't really a choice. It's like you got to try and work for it and you don't really know where those are coming from. So you could define success and never get there, which is really interesting. It is. So if you feel as though you are a chronic overachiever, take some time, right? Reflect. Think about who you are. Think about the values that you want in your life. 
how to define success, some of those fears that you have that may be motivating you inherently and you might not even notice them. And really think, do I want to be a chronic overachiever? Maybe for some people, it's not a bad thing. That makes them feel fulfilled and full and successful inside. So again, sometimes with these articles we read, they're slanted that that's a negative thing. For you, if that is your definition of success, more power to you, keep it going. But I do think it's important that all of us take a minute and take a step back and try to realize exactly why we are chronic overachievers. Or not. Maybe you're a chronic underachiever. Who knows? But at least understanding where you're at helps you understand where you're going forward. Um, So back to that self-awareness point. We're at, Sam, we're near the end of 2021. And you and I both know that there ain't a better time to start measuring what success means for you and reevaluating some things around the new year. So we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Check out our episode with Jordan Monahan. He's awesome doing some incredible things in the real world. His story is amazing. He has transitioned. It's all about transitions. And he has transitioned jobs, transitioned um, places of studying, life, everything. Um, and he's just an all-around great guy. So we recommend you check that out. But for now, Sammy. Peace, Elevation Nation. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you aren't already a subscriber, please do subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at ElevationNation underscore IO and on Twitter at ElevateBeGreat. Check us out on the web at www.ElevationNation.io. Special thanks to our producer, Parker Yablon, and our directors of social media and strategy, Alexa Pullman, Daniel Sternberg, Danny Pullman, and Maddie Schloss. Until next week, Elevation Nation.